Good afternoon. You are listening to the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour talk radio show that is being brought to you by the Rockdale County Stepping Up Initiative. You can continue listening to us on the CAT 10 ENT network by downloading the His Hop Radio app. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy the show. Tanisha, once again, we're bringing you the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour. We would be remiss if we didn't first shout out to the Stepping Up Initiative, which is a national initiative that's designed to reduce the number of people in jails that have mental health and substance use disorders. And it has been adopted here in Rockdale County by our fearless leader, Commissioner Doreen Williams. Shout out to Commissioner Williams, because without her strength, her vision, her foresight, her insight, and her commitment we probably wouldn't be bringing you this information on this platform. Also, we want to shout out the Hurricane Maine and the His Hop Nation for giving us an opportunity to send these messages out on this platform across the nation. Shout out to Cat 10, Category 10 Entertainment, because those are the platforms that we stand on and broadcast off of. Tanisha, say hi to the people out there in Radio Land. Hello, everyone out in Radio Land. We are very excited about our guests today. They are very, very true and dear to our hearts. I'm just honored and grateful <laughs> to be able to come back another week with you all. Thank you, Tanisha. So everybody out there in Radio Land, if you've been tuning in, you know that your responses have been so overwhelming that instead of us just doing this show on Wednesdays from 12 o'clock to 1, we have now rebroadcast on Thursdays from one o'clock to two. And if you go on Grit and Grace RCO Facebook page, you will see uh, we got information on there about how to get on these platforms and how to download the apps onto your phones. With that being said, if you've been coming on here, you guys have heard us talk about Rockdale. You've heard us talk about the recovery community and you've heard us talk about Paula and Walter. Paula and Walter are... Not only are they certified peer specialists, shout out to Georgia Mental Health Consumer Network, which is one of the leading and premier providers of peer workforce development in the nation. Mm -hmm. And those are the executors of the Certified Peer Specialist Project. Certified peer specialists are people who use their lived experience to partner with other people to connect, to bring them into recovery, to engage them, to Mm -hmm. represent recovery on a professional level. Today, we have two people that do that in the context of accountability courts and also are a tremendous community support here in Rockdale County. When I first came to Rockdale a couple of years ago and I was speaking with the commissioner and the judges and all of those people, and I asked them, who's peer support here? And they said, Walter Nunley, right? And, and so I said to myself, man, oh man, let me, let me meet this dude, man. I bet you I know what he's like. And I met Walter and guess what? I was wrong because there is no other like this brother. So anyway, and and then very soon afterwards, I met Paula and and Paula stood up and she told me about her dream and her vision to start a recovery community organization. And today we are proud and privileged to say Mm -hmm. that in Rockdale County, we have grit and grace 
RCO, which is for Recovery Community Organization. And so it is those dreams, those visions, and those hopes that today are coming to life here in Rockdale County. But without any further ado, we got the treat for y'all. We got Paul and Walter with us here today. So we just don't have to talk about them behind their back. We can actually talk about them in front of their faces. So um, with, with that being said, let me say to you guys, could you please introduce yourselves and tell the people out there in Radio Land why you're here with us today. And we're gonna start out with you, Paula. Tell them who you are and why you're here today. Hey everybody, my name is Paula Boyd and I'm a person in long-term recovery. And what that means is that I have not found it necessary to use any drugs, my mood altering substance in 14 years and 10 months. Yay. And, and I, I'm gonna speak my recovery out loud because it has given me the ability to be the real me, you know, um, it, it has given me the opportunity to be able to reach back and pull some other people on this platform that we're on right here today. And I want to thank Bill and Tanisha for just holding it down for us. You know, y'all have really, really done a good job. And my kudos to Commissioner and everybody else at the right that kind of um, accountability course. One of the main reasons that I am here. The first reason was that because I moved to Rockdale County and there was no community center. And I I'm used to being where I can go drop in when I'm feeling not too well. You know what I mean? When I need to be around my people, I want, I, there was no place for me to go except for a meeting. And so I went to a meeting here in Rockdale County. And I, that's why I met Bill, the commissioner, the judge, Walter, and a few more of the peer support people. And I had just got my certification and I just shared my dream. And here we are today, we're living in it, along with Tanisha with her brilliant mind and Bill with his extra brilliant mind, you know, and it's amazing how all the components are just fitting together like glue. And to piggyback off what Bill said, we now have the, the brick and mortar for our recovery community organization. And I do believe in it. I believe in it with all my heart. And peer support has... Uh, it's so worldwide. There's so many areas of my life where at one point I thought that it was such a bad thing, that it's not such a bad thing anymore. Now that I have learned how to adapt to it and to how to stay well on a daily basis. And those things come with different tools. You know, there's, we have tools that we use, you know, being a peer and being a mentor for those that suffer with things that we suffer with. So it, it's amazing just to be um, in a recovery capital that's just growing, you know, Rockdale County is growing. So if you had never heard of Rockdale County, follow us right here on the His Hop Radio. And we have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram page. And Bill and Tanisha are here every Wednesday. Y'all can come and see them. And I'm grateful to be here. I feel honored to be here on this show. So Walter, uh, Walter, you want to tell the people out there at Radio Land who you are and why you're here with us today? Oh, yeah, thank you, Paula, Bill, Tanisha. My name is Walter Donnelly. And I am a person in long-term recovery. And what that means is in the last 10 years, I've had no desire to have any substance that would alter my thoughts, except for my medication, of course. And what I'd like to say is about our community is, it's a community thing. That's what grabs me. It's a lot of people that are not even involved in recovery that understand and then they and, and they really see that some of the things that they're dealing with in their life that might not be substance abuse are still addictions also. And so we're coming together as a community. 
And that, that, that's what makes this thing so great. It's just that the community is coming together and they're realizing what is going on, I mean, globally. And we're right. putting together such a great thing here. Thanks, of course, Bill and the commissioner and Tanisha. And, we, and there's so many other guys now that are coming along that understand what the hell we have. We have like four or five other now Pierce Festers that have came aboard in the last six months. Yes, yes. And they, and they came up through the ranks. <laughs> yes, and, they, I mean, yes. and, and everybody's out there that's, and, they, and they're doing great work because everybody's now realizing that it's connectivity is what builds this community and we all are connected and that's, and that's exactly. what I'm doing. Wow, yes. thank you for sharing that, Walter. So I want to ask you guys a question because everybody wants to know how do we get our street cred, right? Everybody wants to know because we're saying we're certified peer specialists, we're this and that and blah, blah, blah. But you know how it is when you when you walk off into the spot, right? Everybody yeah. wants to know, how did, how did you get your street cred? So, Paula, let me ask you a question. What was it like during those dark days? What was it like before mm. you came across the street into the light? Can you mm. give people just a little insight as to what uh, that might have been like for you? Yeah. What it was like for me is it's indescribable at this moment. However, on my dark days, there was a lot of trauma. There was a lot of drama. And there was a lot of drug use, uh, substance use, um, homelessness, penniless, jobless. No self-esteem, no self-work at all. And I thought that that was going to be me for the rest of my life. I mean, I had got comfortable in the mess. It was just normal for me and the people that I lived around, the life that I lived. And I had forgot all about the other good things that were about me. You know, I just pushed that to the side and the illness part took over. And when it took over, I just, I bowed down to it because I had no choice. I had no other tools to use, you know, to fight this thing. Because everybody around me at that time, nobody was, was staying clean. There were no platforms like this where I was, you know. And so now that... Um, I'm in a whole nother different place. I'm, I'm able to reach back and grab some people and show them, you know, whether they choose to come this route or not, at least they'll have some knowledge that is here. It's available to us all. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your transparency and your truth. And Walter, can you tell the people out there in Radio Land, what was it like for you before you came out of the dark and came across the street into the light? When I was in the darkness, I was um, full of excuses, and it was something that I can't say I was comfortable with, but it was it was sort of like, this is what everybody did kind of situation. This mm -hmm. is what we do. And so it was like, this is what I did, and, and, and I was not comfortable. And I remember one day my mother saying to me, you know, you need to get closer to the Lord. And, and I remember saying to myself, she's right, but how? I was just that lost. I did. I just didn't. I didn't have but one direction, and it was all I know because this is what everybody did. And then I guess my higher power would shoot me and said, "I'll show you how." And wow. he said, "He sent one of my daughters at me, and um, she, they, and the children started showing me, regardless of what I was and what I thought I was, they still believed and had faith in me." And then I realized that I, I had that. And that's when I started coming out of the darkness. And I thought, I have to do something about this. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, wow. thank you. Thank you, Walter, for sharing that. So I want to ask you guys another question that we ask a lot of our guests. 
what was it? Because I know the people out there at Radio Land, they heard about our dysfunction. They heard about what it was like when we were on the dark side. They heard about our hopelessness, our helplessness. They heard about us being a, the, the big, the opposite of peer support is peer pressure. They heard about those negative environments. They heard about our loss of values, the distortion that comes with addiction and mental health challenges and disconnection from all positive things. So let me ask you a question. And I know they want to know that because they're wondering what will bring my loved one across? What is it? What happened? People always ask me, what happened? So let me ask you a question, Paula. What was it that made you come across? Well, the first thing that made me come across was something that was done without my permission, uh, jail, okay? And, do it. <laughs> <laughs> and um once I got out of the environment that the willingness was in me I just didn't have that out you know I just didn't have the out so when jail came that was my out and I began to find out who I really was what I like uh, what kind of soap I like to use what kind of you know toothbrush and toothpaste I like because none of those things made a difference in those days. So when I got out, like I said, I came through the criminal justice system and I stayed there for some years. And there I was able to find out who Paula really was, what I like, what I didn't like, what kind of food I like to eat and things like that. And even in the good, finding the good things, I also was able to find out some, some not so good things about me. Uh, I didn't realize that the trauma that I had endured out in my addiction, that it had caused me to be able to have some, um, some type of diagnosis that I live with today, you know, the PTSD and um, several health, health conditions that I live with today. But even through all that, I'm still able to go to the doctors. I see my therapist on a regimen. I go like every month to see my, and those things I have, I learned that I have to do. And, but the, one of the most important things that I found that I realized that I had some type of talents you know, I love to talk as long as I'm not on the film like this right here, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or catch me on the sofa in front of the fireplace or something. We can have some some good knockdown drag outs. However, I'm learning to face my fears. I do have some fears of talking about my past, you know, a lot. So, you know, just for the day, I'm just going to keep coming so we can keep, you know, making it happen. You know, the more y'all get me on this platform, the better Paula will become. And, uh, and I appreciate y'all. Fantastic. So Walter, let me ask you a question, Walter. What was it that made you come across? What was it? What was the catalyst for your journey from the dark into the light? Like I was saying earlier, I, I was I was at a family reunion, and my three-year-old daughter was speaking because she was like one of the youngest in the family. And she got up and said, "When her daddy says something, that's that's what he means, and that's what he does." And it seemed like everybody in the place was like, "That's the best joke we've heard this year," and and it was like. It hit me, you know, that, you know, these children believe in me. They, 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 you know, you're not doing anything. It was like I was so lost. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think about their feelings. Mm -hmm. And that yes. brought me back. That brought me back and was like, what are you doing? Mm. And, and that, that started me on my journey, right? Mm -hmm. yes. So then, I, then, I, then I started seeking help, you know, because I, I was making excuses. I was putting it on. I was, you know, I was a teenager when I went to war. 
And I, you know, and I had, and I had a career, I had signed a little contract and I had blew that. So I had all these excuses and all these reasons why I should be doing what I'm doing, right? But I yes. never, I ne but I never looked at why I shouldn't be doing. Yes, right. yes. Wow, thank you so much, Walter, for your transparency and thank you for your service as well. We would like to thank our leader, Commissioner Dr. Doreen Williams, the Rockdale County Sheriff's Office, along with other numerous partners and stakeholders that are taking the initiative to create change for the Rockdale County recovery community. We know that it takes all parts of the community to carry out this vision and together we are stronger. So let me ask you another question, because I know that one of the things, one of the questions we get from people out there in Radio Land are, what are some of the things that support recovery? What are some of the programs or the situations or the, the, the things that support recovery? So I'm going to ask you first about what did you do or what were some of the things for you that were instrumental in supporting your transition into recovery and maybe even today and maybe we'll go into the day part late let's go with you paula first if you'd like to go first <laughs> the first thing for me was um the higher power thing you know uh that piece right there was very important even though it it was in me i just had put it to the side and just let it just marinate over there until I finished being in, being in self-will, you know. And then I came into the rooms of Narcotics Anonymous. Uh, someone introduced me to Narcotics Anonymous. And I saw people that looked like me, talked like me, walked like me, act like me. And, you know, it just seemed like, like for real, you know, I'm like, wow. They, and these people were staying clean one day at a time. These people were being responsible. You know, they had their kids and, and with them and they were bringing their kids to the meetings and they were getting in cars and they were like, hey, dressing up and saying, hey, you want to go out and eat? You know, and you know, you don't got to have no money. Just come on, let's go. You ain't got no gas here. Here you go. You know, and so I had never been around that type of interaction with people in a long, long time. So it was foreign for me at first. You know, but the more I kept going, kept going, kept going, you know, it became repetitious for me, too. You know, I just started doing what they were doing, you know, imitating them. And it paid off so much, y'all. It has paid off a thousand times to be able to give to somebody, give something back to them that was so freely given to me has been at the top of the spirit, like we say, you know, for me, um, because I never wanted to give nobody anything. I thought I had to hold on to everything at one point in my life. And so because of the trauma and the drama, you know, I was afraid to even let anybody know what I really was dealing with. But through working with the sponsor and getting in step work, I've learned how to just be transparent because my story is, is the open living book for somebody else. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're absolutely right. Thank you so much, Paula, for sharing that. It's amazing how many things we all have in common. Um, amen. Because when I came in, the elevator was broke down. I had to take some steps too, right? Uh, Walter, let me ask you, Walter, what were some of the programs or things or possibilities? Uh, and one thing a lot of us had in common was jails. <laughs> but Walter, what was one of the things or some of the programs 
projects or processes that help you sustain, maintain, and find your recovery process today? Bill, you know, over the years, I've been in and out of a lot of programs. And then they start saying, oh, he had been treating himself. And, you know, but at that point, I had been in that, yeah, I had been to Charter Beachfield. I had been to Mesa's Ferry. I had been to Georgia Regional, the VA in Tuskegee, the VA in Augusta. I'd been in and out of hospitals, in and out of programs. But when I got in the DUI court program in Rockdale, and I was going to the treatment classes and all like that, and the, the, the young guys was coming in, some of, not, some of them not so young, and I, I would sit there and I would say, you know, why can't they get this? And then I was realizing all the times that I that I didn't get it right. Yes. And so then I start, you know, but but having the knowledge, I start, you know, helping these guys. And then I realized where I was supposed to be. And yes. that's what really helped me. I start I start realizing I said, now these guys are learning from me and I haven't accepted it myself yet. Mm. Yes. Yes. And uh, yeah. that brought that put me in recovery. Yeah, that's a powerful part of the story, yeah. Walter. So for everybody out there in Radio Land that can hear the sound of my voice, we're here with Paula Boyd and Walter Dunley, Tanisha and myself. We're here chopping up some real good recovery stuff. Mm -hmm. What I've heard us just say for all the people that are wondering, what are some of the catalysts for the journey into recovery and the journey to sustain and maintain recovery? What I heard was, and one thing we all have in common, was an encounter with a jail. Right. So for everybody just trying to keep that person out of jail, for us, the catalyst was actually jail. Right. And so there you go. Um, all things come together for the good of those. And you know who they are. Anyway, um, I also what I heard was the 12 step program, uh, 12 steps, those steps do work because I had a spiritual awakening as a result of those steps. Because I had some trauma, drama and mama around that church. people, so, and, and it took me a minute. For that part to catch up. Today, I have a most incredible church family. I have a most incredible relationship with the church, the most incredible relationship with my higher power. As a matter of fact, last Sunday, I was in Atlanta speaking at the church. You know, and, and you know, we do recover. Yes, we do. You know, for all you people out there in Radio Land, that's one thing that is foundational to our messaging. We do recover. Anyway, Tanisha, do you have any questions for Paul and Walter? I sure do. I know we've already established the fact that you all are peer support for Rockdale County. And I wanted to let everybody out there know who's listening that that is such a powerful thing to me because when I was in the court program, Miss Paula and Uncle Walt, those were my peer support. Those were the people that I could call, you know, when I needed to. And they're still here today after I have graduated from the accountability courts. And so the question that I have for both of you all is tell the people how you made that connection to Rockdale County and how you, um, you know, got into that peer support position. And then also, what does it do for you? What is that experience like to work with your peers and, and provide support to them? Ms. Fowler. Tanisha, I cannot tell you how it happened. I got in position that day. And I do my regular stuff. I get up in the morning. I do my little, you know, my little wah, 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 whatever I do. And uh, I was getting dressed to go to this community meeting. And as I was getting dressed, my phone rang and said, hey, this guy I know 
which is going to come to this meeting. Uh, can you go down there? I said, I was already on my way there. And so the person was like, really? And so I said, yes, ma'am. So then I, I end up going to the place. I end up meeting Bill. But I'm just saying that, like, I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> yes. That's how you know who it was. Yes. Because when I surrendered to the fact that I needed some help and that I wanted to be a service to God and to every individuals on this earth, you know, he writes the script for me every day. And it just happened. And so my connection with the course was that Mr. Walter was there also. And we were sitting there talking. They was like, okay, let's go meet over here. We ended up meeting at one place. Then next thing we know, we had a room full of people at the round table. And we chopped it down from right there. Everybody had the same goals. Everybody was on the same page. And we sat there for like three, four hours. Like we had been knowing each other. And we already had the organization already built. And we already knew what we was going to do. That's just how it works for me. It just, it just happened. And I'm grateful because we are all so strong-minded. We all had our, our goals and our, our aspirations, but everything just fitted together just like a glove. And here we are, you know, um, but connecting with the accountability court, I met Walter also, and he was like, well, he was telling me, I was asking him, what did he do? And he told me, he was like, well, we got a girl, we need the girl. I said, should I take the job? And so he said, for real? And then I, we called, and next week I was working for the course. It happened just like that. So when things are already predained, predained to be done, it is, it's already there. You know what I mean? I just had to get in position. And I say that a lot because for 20-something years, I, I, I didn't get in position, you know, and, and things happened. But once I surrendered and got in the right position, things just start happening. And even today, I cannot put a, put a name and a date to say, hey, I planned this. I did not plan this. I did not plan this at all. So you do the math. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that, Paula. And Walter, Tanisha's question for you was, how did you get connected with the Accountability Corps as far as being a peer specialist? And then what does that do for you on the day-to-day? -day? Okay. Like I told you, I was, I was helping the guys in the classes that we were in. And we they kept switching up our teachers. And at the time, Miss Nikki Crumley was, was our teacher over at Viewpoint. And one day she came out to my house and she said, you do so, such a great job with those youngsters and, and, and the people in the group. I think this would be great for you to be a peer specialist, right? And so I said, well, you know, I, I don't know, I think. But so what I did was I volunteered to help um, with, with rap groups. And then I'm Judge Bill mm -hmm. said, you're doing a great job. I think we'll send you um to get you certified as a peer specialist, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it, it took off from there, right? And it, it, it's gotten to the point where you're talking about the most gratifying thing in my life, man. Gratification I get from it when mm -hmm. I, you know, when, when you see somebody and mm -hmm. then, thank you so much. You made me realize something you saved my life. And, you know, you just... It just melts your heart, man. You just, wow, I've done something. I've yeah. done something productive, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, and, uh, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Walter. That is so incredibly powerful. I want to thank you for sharing that. So I guess a, a, probably a natural segue. And first of all, before we go any farther, I want to shout out to all of our listeners out there. I want to thank you guys for supporting us. 
want to shout out to Judge Bills, Judge Mumford, Judge Cuthbert at the accountability court judges. Want to thank them for believing in us. Want to yes. thank them for being powerful allies to our recovery community. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't count the number of conversations. I can't count just the number of yeses <laughs> that they have given us when we ask them, well, yeah. what do you think about us doing this? Or what do you think about this or this? Or can you come and let us film you? Can you come and da, 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 da. And they're always, yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And, and you know, my my uh, relationships with judges have significantly changed <laughs> as a result of my recovery process. So yes. if you don't believe that works, you can be a non-believer, but I have no choice because today <laughs> I actually talk to judges on the phone, right? And, and all, none of my conversations prior to recovery with judges were happening on the phone, believe that. Anyway, with that being said, Paula, I want to ask you this. We've been around for a hot minute. What do you see that is changing? And another thing that I really want to talk about is the Stepping Up Initiative. And, and you mm-hmm. came around right right about the time we were really getting crunk good. Walter was here when we started. And Walter has been instrumental in partnering with me and showing me the ropes and just kind of giving me access to, you know, understanding and knowledge that of things that took place before I got here. So let me ask you a question. The stepping up initiative and then the process overall and recovery as it's developing in Rockdale. What do you see changing, Paul? What are some of the things that are changing? Give us some insight as to what that looks like to you. People's perception that once an addict, always an addict. The perception that Rockdale County is changing. A lot of people are now like we're real famous now yes. <laughs> down here in Rockdale County. Because when I first got here, it was real quiet. It was a few people over here, a few people over there. And everybody stayed in their separate corners. But the unity that I see now that the court systems are getting involved, the Stepping Up Initiative is getting involved, and more peers are coming to the forefront to kind of be standing at the front of the gate. You know, So when the gate opens, we, you know, we going in. It's just, it's amazing the changes that has, and we haven't even gotten. Yes. You know, but you know, it's the little things that count the most. That we 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 got started. We started something, and it, and and they took. They're taking it and going on with it. You know, who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? You know. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. It's amazing. Absolutely. And so, Tanisha, I know that you were talking about, as we all know, that Tanisha is an alumni um, with Sanction Free. <laughs> so, Tanisha is an alumni of the Accountability Court. Tanisha, what did you see? And you're also uh, the creative consultant for the Stepping Up Initiative as well. So, that gives you a bird's eye view from a couple different perspectives. What do you see changing or has changed? Or, or do you believe that the changes that are getting ready to take place? Kind of talk to us, Tanisha, about what that looks like through the vision of an artist, a creator. <laughs> yes. Before I look, when you said through the vision of an artist. Um, so there, there are a few different things that I see that have, have been changing. Number one, our language has been changing. Mm-hmm. Um, not only just within our peer support groups and us understanding that we we don't have a a mental illness but a mental health disorder or condition or you know 
we're changing mm -hmm. that we're er erasing the stigma we're also we're we're so diverse and it doesn't it doesn't bother us you know i see the lines blurred between courts i see mm -hmm. us coming together and and we're embracing our similarities versus our differences we're a family now you know mm -hmm. we, we really feel like a family another thing on a whole nother level is that i see community partners coming together and embracing each other on all different levels. And I know I, I said this um, on another radio recording, but me being able to sit at a table and feel like I belong or mm -hmm. that, you yeah. know, other people value what I have to say, that means a lot. I know that's a big change, you know, because mm -hmm. now we have a seat at the table, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, there there are so many changes that's happening in Rockdale, and I, I'm just I'm I'm grateful. Yes, wow. And Tanisha, it reminds me of the cliche: "No more for us without us." Without us. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yes. yes, 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 yes. So, Walter. Now, so Walter, I, I just I don't even want to make a biblical reference, but let's just say you were here first. So, what is it like for you? <laughs> having been the first and now seeing the multitude and seeing the changes, kind of talk us through what that kind of is like for you. Okay, since you're trying to call me Moses. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking a little farther back. I was thinking a little farther back with it. that first dude that got in trouble. But anyway, I'm, I'm going to let you go ahead, Walter. Yeah, no, but, um, you know, I, I've noticed that the, the changes in the county, man. And it's, but I mean, but I see these same changes in the nation period man yeah. you know people are starting to understand that this is this is not a thing that needs to be punished mm. it's it, it's like Tanisha would say we're family but this 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 whole situation is a family thing and us as a nation should grasp it as we're all family and these are these are our children that are sick and yes. and when we and, and we need to come up with a solution. We need, what we need is a vaccination, huh? maybe two shots and get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I want to I want to thank you for saying that, Walter. And you're right about a couple different things that you said. Uh, one, you are older than Moses, but other than that, well, I think the one thing that is really relevant is that this should this is a family disease that doesn't discriminate. Because when a person's sick, the family's sick, the system, all of the, all of that needs recovery. And, and the solution has mm -hmm. to be uh, community or family-based as well. Everybody has to have an opportunity to uh, have support. So shout out to the Georgia Mental Health Consumer Network for having certified peer specialists for mental health, for whole health. Shout out to Georgia Council on Substance Abuse, certified peer specialist for addictive disease. Shout out to Georgia Mental Health Consumer Network for certified peer specialist for youth, certified mm. peer specialist for parents, certified peer specialist forensic peer specialist. Shout out to all of those domains because, like you say, Walter, this is a nationwide thing, and and the, the I think the nation is opening its eyes up to see the value of people. This is a human equation, and you're absolutely right. We would like to take a moment to acknowledge some of our partners in recovery. 
We are appreciative partners of the Georgia Mental Health Consumer Network and would like to acknowledge them for providing peers with mental health resources and opportunities to become certified peer specialists in specific domains of their recovery. You can visit their website by going to www.gmhcn.org. We are also proud to be in partnership with the Georgia Council on Substance Abuse. They provide multiple recovery resources in the CARES Support Warm Line. You can visit their website by going to gasubstanceabuse.org. So I'm going to ask you guys another question in, in talking about the collaboration. And I think Tanisha mentioned it about the collaboration between systems and the collaboration. There's no big eyes, no little use that you know, we're no longer the head, not the tail and no low, you know, all that stuff. But I know that during the pandemic, the pandemic was a very real thing and is a very real thing that's taking place. And I saw a tremendous response. I saw a tremendous response from the recovery community. I saw a tremendous contribution to the recovery community under the leadership and tutelage of and the ally and partnership of Commissioner Doreen Williams and Judge Bills. And when we came to them and said, let us start the Zoom platform because the this the storm is getting ready to come and we need to tether our people together. And, and we believe we have found a way. And that way was the Zoom platform. And, you know, they said, okay, well, what do we need to do? As always, they said, yeah, sure, just tell us what you need. And, and so we put together these platforms that in, on March the 17th yeah. of last year, we had our first Zoom meeting. And we've had two every day, one on Saturday and on Sunday we go to church, but but we've had two every day. And, and that there's over $100,000 worth of free classes and groups that we've given since then. And those deliverables were provided solely and, and this is this is the incredible the miracle about us being on this screen one of the people who is on this screen has been on every one of those mm. and we're talking about 800 meetings <laughs> we're talking about over talking about a thousand meetings cat you understand what i'm saying fat cat you can't get your money back we're talking about a thousand meetings and so we're talking about and for the first 500 but all of us were on all of them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, just for reasons of um, our own personal health and, and addressing our own personal health needs, because everybody needs time, you know, and we were able to flex and then do it in a different configuration. However, all of us have still remained. So what I want to ask you guys is, how have you seen the Zoom platform impact recovery, impact the court, and impact, impact our recovery community. And I'm going to start with you on this one, Walter. Okay, I, I'll tell you, man, Zoom was, it was, it, it seemed like when the nation woke up to what was going on and said, we're going to start, you know, we're going to start putting funds into this, we're going to start putting programs together for this. It seemed like the pandemic came in and said, I'll show you how to do it. And it put this Zoom thing together. 
because I, I watched uh, I, I watched the program out here in Rockdale County, and I had did rap for a long time, and I would get maybe some DUI and resource people one day a week, and then the, the drug court people would only come when they were in aftercare. That was one Monday out of the month, right? And so, and, but, but we never did get all of the people together and form a community. We had three different courts and that's the way it was. And then when we started getting on Zoom and all of the people came together, the community came together and everybody realized that this is, you know, just because this guy is on drugs and this guy has alcohol, we're no different, right? And it, and it and it brought it brought everybody together. It brought the community together, and it was it was it was like it was almost like I want to say it was great, but if it wasn't for the pandemic, it would have been great. Absolutely, and and you know what they say: all things come together for the good of those. Because maybe if it wasn't for the pandemic, we wouldn't did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you it know, we would have right. continued to try to. Mm-hmm. You're right. We would have continued to try to use our old manual methods. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paula, let me ask you a question. How do you feel that Zoom, the Zoom platform has impacted both our recovery community and the courts and et cetera, et cetera? It was the best thing since sliced bread, Bill, because at first our meetings were quiet, limited, basically, you know, just for the courts. You know, if you were in DUI court and um, resource court, drug court was not there because they had another group that at, that, at the times that we had rap. So uh, with the Zoom platform being open for us, it just opens up so many doors just for we can practice some togetherness. I can say now all three courts for me, the main, the main point was getting to know everybody's name because I was new and I didn't know everybody's name. I would see them in passing and going, you know, in the lab and um, and I would know their faces, but I didn't know their names. And once we were able to get on the Zoom platform, I remember the day you Bill said something. He was he was asking everybody, what do they think about it? I was like, this is a great day. I see everybody's name and I know who is who. And, yes. and so you and I both were in the same predicament at one point now. But yes. now I know everybody. You yes. know, I know everybody. I can put a name with a face. I see people when I see them. I know that, you know, because we interact so well, it's just like touching like we're there. But just to see the multitude of not just the accountability course, but outside people coming in as well. You know, the yes. stepping up initiative of bringing people, you know, people are asking about what is it that y'all do, the, the Grit and Grace radio station, you know, even uh, another entity that housed some of our people, her place is coming on too as well. And, and that hadn't happened at first, you know. Yes. And so now just to see the camaraderie of all of us come together on one accord and, and we all got the same purpose, the same goals, and, and we seeming to be able to get the same outcomes, you know? Yeah. So that's a great thing. Absolutely. And Tanisha, speaking as, from, as a creative, <laughs> 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 speaking as a creative, what, what, what have you seen the zoo? And also as a person who was once in the room as well, and now mm-hmm. th- that is a facilitator of the, and a creator for new options for the room, you know, which is the way it should work. What is it? Tell, give us your experience. Share your experience with Zoom and how it has impacted the systems as you see it. I would just have to piggyback off of uh, Mr. Walter and Ms. Paula on the whole concept of the blurred lines between courts. Um, mm-hmm. I know that that created a community, created a family within us, and um, nobody looks at 
each other to say, oh, they're in drug court, DUI court. But for me, the biggest thing, and this is where I'm going to go into the whole technical part of Zoom and marketing and all of that, I think that when we had that little room in the lab, we might have been able to fit 12 to 20 people at the most pushing it, you know. So for us to be able to have meetings now that are 30 people strong and 40 people strong and when we when we do outreach and we do our symposium events and recovery month and we're reaching hundreds of people Mm -hmm. I think now we don't have any limits you know the the possibilities are endless so we can take grit and grace we can take recovery messaging across the United States across the world and that's what I think Zoom has done for us also it has changed up our limitations on what we do in those meetings. So before, like Ms. Paula was saying, you know, we had pretty much a curriculum by what what we did is, you know, we had worksheets, we had activities that we did, we talked, we, you know, talked about our burning desires or whatever, but now we can play videos for messaging. We can create our own video content and, you know, and and show that. So I think, like I said, with Zoom, the possibilities are endless. Um, we're able to do the breakout rooms. It just expands us in so many ways. And just the numbers of people that we can reach has, um, man, it has just been an outpouring. So that's what I think the difference has been. Yes, absolutely. And, and you know, so one of the things that's interesting about those numbers and, and since, like I was saying, since March of 2020, and this, these numbers were only through February. We don't have our recent numbers in there, but we've had 580 meetings as of February. So we know that's an incredible number beyond. And we had 8,594 encounters. That means 8,594 people and some of those numbers are duplicated, have had opportunities to have an hour together with recovery. Yeah, and yeah. what that means, if that was if that was being billed for, that would have been one hundred and thirty eight thousand five hundred and thirty five dollars. But because of the commitment of our recovery community and of our allies, it was free. Yes. yes. And heaven yes. should be free yes. and, and recovery should shouldn't be barred because of money, property, prestige mm-hmm. or personality. Mm-hmm. Right. So I just want to shout out mm-hmm. to you guys as a team. That is a monumental effort and doing it inside of a pandemic. Right. Yes. So yes. that is a powerful, powerful, powerful thing. So mm-hmm. shout out to you guys as a team, because you can't do this alone. Recovery is not something that happens in a vacuum. Let us take a moment to thank the Rockdale Accountability Course for serving as the doorway to recovery for so many of us who at one time did not understand the importance that our recovery had on our lives. We appreciate all of the hard work and dedication that they put into holding the recovery community accountable and starting us out on a solid foundation to restoring our purpose. For all of our listeners out there, they can hear the sound of our voices. What we are talking about for you guys is something that's happening in our world right here in Rockdale today. We're yes. talking about two recovery meetings that take place every week, one every day, one at 11 and one at 6 in the evening. And, and, and we're talking about 
everyone being available to come into this room and hear about experience, strength, and hope. People hearing other people who are recovering, having an opportunity to experience the unparalleled therapeutic value of one person like you helping you get through what they've been through too, you know? And, and so that's the big thing. Anyway, with that being said, I want to ask you guys one more question. One more question, because I know, I know the people out there in Radio Land want to know the answer to this. <laughs> I, I want to ask this, what is your vision for the future of this initiative of, of of yours, your your commitment, your contribution. What what do you see that? What is that like? What what does that mean to you as far as the future is concerned? And we're gonna start with you, Paul. We're gonna go to you first. My vision started out as just a small little something. And the more I began to see the evidence of connection, recovery people's lives, their children's lives, their mental status, their financial status, residential status, you know, job status. And once we keep, look at that as a whole picture, it's so bigger. It's just so bigger than, than me, you know? And so I know that I can't do this alone. I'm thoroughly convinced that it takes a village to raise a child. I'm yeah, thoroughly convinced yeah. of that. And to see Rockdale County as a village come together and on different platforms and camaraderie together so that we can have one cause and that's to save lives and to help people that are suffering and whether it's mental, physical, financial, whatever the issue is, we, we, we're here for you. And to have an open door for us to come in and it's free for you to come in. All we need is your willingness. You know, and, and that's the biggest thing that I could ever see here in Rockdale County. And I just see um, the grit and grace growing in multitudes. Tanisha, there has never been a doubt in my mind about your talent and what you could do. And I thank God that put, he placed your feet on the right grounds, you know, and Bill, nobody can know what's up here for you. And, and so to see you going in other areas of your life, some things we talked about this morning, you know, I was not surprised. So to know who I am and to know what he can do, you know, it, I, I can't put a, I can't put a name on it. Yes. I think big, I think big, because we deserve big because we are big. You know, Rockdale County is, is a small, but we are big. We are powerful. You know, we got some very smart, powerful people that live here. And I don't want to forget Miss Brenda Ernest either. You know, she is one of the other tip of the spears that's been here and has worked hard. And I see her go and go and go. And the evidence is just speaking for itself. So you do the math. And then we'll come back and, and we'll see where we are next week this time. Because every day is a blessing for us. Yes. It's, yeah. To save one life, to get one new person on that call, to you know, to have them to come in and see the, what recovery looks like on in this area is a blessing. Wow. Thank you for articulating that so well. And Walter, what is your vision for the future, Walter? Well, Bill, you know, with me, I like to keep it simple, <laughs> and, and and I believe that what I what my vision for the future is that grit and grace. We have everybody. In recovery, after we've done all this great work, Woo! 
Anyway, so well, let me ask you, let me ask y'all another question before you go. If you got one thing that you can say to the people out there in Radio Land, because they're listening, they hear the sound of your voice. People all across the nation can hear the sound of your voice. What one message do you have for all the people that are out there? And we're gonna go with Walter first. <laughs> ah. uh, Walter, what message do you message. have? And that message is we do recover. Yes. And Paula. What message do you have for the people out there in Radio Land? Our message is hope and a promise of freedom. That's right. That's the message I got for you. Absolutely. So everybody out there in Radio Land, once again, this is Bill and Tanisha. This has been the Grit and Grace the Recovery Hour, but we would be remiss if we left without Tanisha telling you all the ways that you can access this information and access this revelation. Tanisha, tell the people out there how they can get this. All right, so you all can stay connected with us by going to rockdellsteppingup.com. That's our website. On that website, you can go to the Stay Connected page, which will connect you to our newsletter. Our newsletter comes out every month, and in that newsletter, you get a message from Dr. Doreen Williams, our commissioner here in Rockdale County. And also, we highlight a person who is the champion of recovery. You'll see a video highlighting their story there. Also, mm -hmm. you will have several recovery resources. There are apps on there. There's so many different connections to recovery resources on there. And also you can stay connected mm -hmm. with us on all of our social media pages. That's Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube, and Twitter. Our YouTube pages will show all of those videos that come out and it's a collection of those on there. You also can connect and listen to our podcast. Our podcast is listed on Anchor, Breaker, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. You can connect there just to listen at your convenience to these same radio recordings that you hear on His Hot Radio. So connect with us and keep coming back. Yay! Man. I'm sure glad I'll have to remember all that. Anyway, but what I do remember is each and every one of you out there in Radio Land, man, I remember your successes, your hopes, your dreams, and I know that together we are stronger. With that being said, please tune in. We're going to be here again next week, and we're going to keep bringing you this power hour. Anyway, with that being said, we're going to see y'all then. Yay! Thank you for tuning in and feeding your recovery with another episode of the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour. Remember that you can stay connected with us by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Grit and Grace RCO, or just keep coming back every Wednesday at 12 noon. Until then, and as always, cherish the chips you hold.